Welcome to Mission Minded, the podcast where we explore outside-the-box thinking in carrying out Christ's Great Commission. In this episode of the Mission Minded podcast, we are joined by the iTech Medical Training Team. Trina and Rhonda share how God is using their backgrounds in medicine to bring medical training to indigenous Christ followers across the world. They describe their experiences in the field and share the goal of iTech's medical training program to share the basic skills of caring for others' physical needs so people can both hear the good news of Jesus and experience His love in a tangible way. Now here's your host, Kristen Engel. Well, welcome to the podcast. We have Trina and Rhonda. Thank you for having us. It's good to be here. Some ladies at iTech. This is kind of exciting, an all-ladies podcast. Don't think that's been done here before, so... It's good to have you here, and it's your first time, both of you on the podcast, right? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Well, Rhonda and Trina are medical trainers here at iTech, and before um, we dive into what all that means, um, I'm going to let you introduce yourselves. Uh, Trina, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came here to iTech? Mm-hmm. I'll try to give you the short version. Okay. <laughs> uh, my name is Trina. Uh, I'm a family doctor by background. Uh, I've been with iTech. This is my 10th year. And, um, yeah, I had friends that had been telling me for years about iTech. Um, and I was actually in seminary uh, getting um, some biblical counseling training when I felt like God redirected my path from doing straight medicine to I was going to do counseling and add that into what I was doing. Um, but he basically told me when I was in seminary to give it all away, hmm. uh, to give away the medicine, the counseling, the theology. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. So what's that going to look like? Complete silence for about six or seven years. Um, And about that time I came across, had done some, continued doing mission trips, came across a couple, the husband was a vet, uh, animal doctor, and he was actually training people in northern Honduras. And that was the first time I actually saw people training. And I began to think, okay, maybe that's kind of what it could look like. Um, but it wasn't until I actually um, went to the Global Missions Health Conference, just kind of the last minute after I quit my job uh, in Philadelphia, and um, basically just wanted to talk to Steve Saint and some others about my ideas. And uh, that's how I met Steve. Um, was floored when I basically just began to share my heart, and he was like, we've been praying for somebody like you for years. Wow. And so, uh, yeah. About, about a month after that, I came down to visit iTech, um, and about six months later, I was part of the team. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Rhonda, mm-hmm. can you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us about your background and what brought you here to iTech. Okay, I am Rhonda Walker, and um, I am a nurse and um, got my nursing degree in Augusta, Georgia, graduated in 2000, okay. and have worked with um, double-boarded doctors internal medicine and pediatrics until my husband and I joined a mission organization and moved to Ecuador. Uh, While we were in Ecuador, I was answering some emails and checking Facebook and doing some updates and um, a post came up about iTech and I just, a video, I opened it and read about it and then I went to the website and there was an announcement that um, iTech Ecuador was beginning a medical training department um, along with it in their training center in Shell. Oh. So I zipped an email to, to Jim Tingler, told him I was a nurse 
and living in Ecuador. The organization that Robert and I went to Ecuador with had dissolved. We were there independently. And within a couple of hours, I got an email back from Jim. And then a couple weeks later, heard from Gallo in Shell, who is Mm -hmm. the director of uh, iTech Ecuador. And within six months, we had moved to Shell and joined iTech Ecuador. And a couple of years later, we moved back to the States and joined iTech USA. And that's what brought us here to Florida. Man, I love hearing everyone's story of how God has uniquely prepared them to be in this place at this time. It's It never ceases to amaze me. And um, all the different areas that people can receive training from out of iTech are, there's, there's a handful of them, five or six, I think, um, and you do the medical training. Um, can you explain a little bit about why we do medical training, what the needs are that you see overseas? Why is medical training important? I'll let you answer that. Okay. Well, medical missions has always been a part of missions almost since the very beginning. So uh, there's always been a lack of a better term, obvious, obvious sure. need for that. And I think people have often seen that as just a, a, a um, just a, as a good way to share the love of Christ in a very practical way. And so, before I came to iTech, I had done I've been doing medical missions since I was a medical student. <clears throat> and at some point after medical school and, and long before I came to iTech, I kind of reached the point where um, just saw the need because it's like when you go and do a medical missions, it's like more and more people come every day. So your lines are actually longer when you leave than when you first got there. Right. And so I, I just began to feel guilty and begin to think, are we really, one, changing anything? Mm-hmm. Um, and even, I think, more importantly than changing anything, uh, are we changing anything for the good? Are we actually making people, again, this was not the intention, but were we actually setting people up to be to be worse because now you've set the expectation of some people have gotten care some haven't and so there's that that competition or that sense of no longer are we all the ones with you know um say a skin infection sure. if that's what you're going to be treated with now some are better and some aren't um, but even in terms of treating treating diseases um, in that short amount of time, okay, we can give them medicine for, for so long a time. We might be able to cure an infection for a little bit, but they're going to get sick again. We've not done anything to help prevent that whole process. And then it's like when we, when we come, a lot of times what I've seen, it's in competition almost where the, the, the mission team actually eclipses the, the, the church, the pastor, and so it almost devalues the, the faithful servants that have been there and serving because now all the focus is on the mission team. Mm-hmm. Um, or um, it, it's kind of that sense about people are going to get sick, but what have we really changed? Um, and so long before I came to iTech, I was beginning to think, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done with medical missions. I don't know how else to do that <clears throat> uh, besides to train. But, um, and I think as I read The Great Omission, which was a book that Steve wrote a number of years ago, um, it just really echoed my own thoughts and my own heart about things. And to hear, you know, as he was talking about how the Waldani themselves expressed their frustration about those that were not treated and about the frustration that people get sick, but the missionaries aren't always there. Um, And so that's kind of what got my thinking to going, yeah, the, the training where we can go 
and spend time and little by little begin to equip them to take care of a lot of basic health care. Yeah. Um, not to make them nurses or doctors, but to so they can provide the care. They're in those areas that's home for them. Because even in those countries, say for example, Ecuador, each each medical student when they graduate has to do a year of what they call rurals. Now most are people are like people all across the world. Doesn't matter if you're from the US or whatever country, you wanna stay where your friends are, your family, where it's comfortable. And so people were used to the city, the comforts of the city. They didn't wanna have to go be in the jungle for a year where there was no comforts and things. And so it made perfect sense to me when the focus is to to train people that that's their home. Uh, and they actually prefer that setting. That's what they're comfortable with. And sure. so for them, it wasn't a hardship. And they already know the culture. They know the language. They know how to get around um, and how to communicate with the other tribes and things. So it just seemed a perfect uh, perfect combination of things. Yeah, it definitely seems that way. So who can you tell us a little bit <clears throat> about specifically who are you training on these trips that you take overseas? Um, who receives that training? And is there any sort of requirements that these um, uh, trainees have to meet to be able to participate in an iTech medical training? As far as medical, um, medical background, there's no requirements. Okay. Um, iTech partners with uh, Christian organizations around the world and um, who we train are Christ followers, mm -hmm. usually who are very active sharing the gospel and looking for a new avenue to open doors um, to spread the gospel. And where we've been training recently are places where it's hard to get in and out of. Mm -hmm. So medical training is very important. Sure. And most people in a community are looking for, for relief, you know, medical mm -hmm. relief. Mm -hmm. And um, the people we train would be the first ones that they come to. Or when the per person that we train make home visits and they're taking someone's blood pressure, they're, you know, teaching them how to make clean water and how to keep their child from having over and over episodes of diarrhea, then, you know, they're building trust and relationships yeah. and um, also teaching and bettering the health of their community, but also sharing the gospel. Yeah. And that's, that's our goal, not only to, to give them medical information, but information that would help them build trust and uh, share the gospel. There's such a natural connection between addressing someone's physical needs and their spiritual needs. Yeah, so scripture is uh, full of these parallels and examples. Um, and it makes sense, too, to train the indigenous Christ followers because then they already know their language and their context and what the needs are with their own people in a way that, that we never can. Um, so tell us a little bit about what does the week of training look like when you go overseas and you're partnering with the local indigenous church. You can start on day one. Just tell me what they would expect that week, kind of an overview. We're going to be um, teaching in a, um, a training center, I think. And um, so these pastors and students, it'll be a mix, have had some base um, medical training from the government. They are called health care workers, community health care workers. So they'll come in on the first day, we'll kind of introduce ourselves, explain to them how the week will look, what we expect from them, 
what they can expect from us and um, the, and on the first day we start with hygiene okay hygiene is always the first that we that we start with because it's the basis it's the foundation of all of the other good health um, it's sure. prevention for many other uh, illnesses and diseases and it helps like wounds stay clean and so hygiene is where we where we begin then we move on to dehydration other health care um, healthcare topics and we go into first aid fractures um, burns wounds um, we've been asked to teach about leprosy and guinea worms and okay. um, lymphatic filariasis it's all tropical diseases that okay. really aren't addressed in in um, typical medical training and so they'll do house visits or home visits in the afternoon. They'll practice what they've learned in the morning, um, do a little teaching. Sometimes they see maybe water sitting in the corner uncovered and it's not clean. Gives them an opportunity to explain that they've learned about hygiene and yeah. how to keep their water clean, how to keep the family healthy. And that's throughout the week we do that. And there's hands-on um, activities that they do, they we show them how to wrap, wrap, clean and wrap a burn. Okay. So they clean and wrap a burn or a wound. Um, we teach them about not setting a fracture but splinting mm. to where they could get someone to help. Um, and then on Saturday or the last day of training, there will be a final exam and then a graduation ceremony at the end. Wow, that is a full a full week. Mm -hmm. of a lot of information and how do you decide what you will be training on um, I know that there are some maybe some basic medical things that you teach across no matter where you are but as far as the specific things like knowing the tropical the tropical diseases that you need to address how do you know what you're going to be taking over Sometimes they ask. We ask them, "What health issues are you seeing in your area? What you know? What needs to be addressed?" And they, other than our basic um, topics that we always teach, mm -hmm. like hygiene, dehydration, things like that, they give us health issues that they need to address. And if it's not something that we've taught in the past, we we dig in and we research and we research and we. <laughs> um, uh, Trina being a doctor, she does a lot of the final final touches on the curriculum. Okay. And, but it's always what they what they feel is their need, where they are. So important to listen mm -hmm. and to understand before taking the training overseas. Um, Trina, do you have an, a, an experience or something that's happened on any of these training trips that really just stands out to you that you'd like to share? Uh, there's so many over the years, but um, I'm going to share one that took place in Kenya a number of years ago, and this was before Rhonda um, had joined us. We were working with a, a group of, uh, it was mostly young Ma Maasai women, uh, just south of Nairobi, <clears throat> and um, I'd been doing trainings by that point probably seven years, and I've seen the effect that the trainings can make on a community and on an area in terms of being able to um, promote the spread of the gospel and just promote better health care and better health. Um, but these young Maasai ladies um, were probably 
<clears throat> some were late teens, early 20s. And so most of them were talking about as we were preparing to do the home visits, they were all, um, you know, they were all like, you're white, you're a doctor. Of course, people are going to listen to you. They're going to want to want you to talk. They're like, but this is my community. In fact, just this weekend, they sh uh, many of them shared stories about how when they were with the elders, uh, some of the elders were male, some were female, but how they were ignored, mm. um, kind of devalued, looked down on. Nobody wanted to hear anything they had to say. They were kind of swept aside. And so they really felt that um, when they were going to do these home visits that nobody, they wouldn't have a voice. That mm. was their biggest thing is we have no voice. We're just young women. We're nobodies. And I kept trying to tell them, I think you'll find that just with the simple thing of some basic health care, that it will open doors that people will begin to, you'll build trust, you'll build the sense of you have something to give back to your community. They didn't believe me. Um, so anyway, we all set out on, on doing home visits and it wasn't until the next morning we all gathered back together and I just asked how it was. And to a one, all of them said, we did not believe you. But when I shared just even some basic things and I you know, put the blood pressure cuff on somebody's arm the very same elders that had ignored me and devalued me this, this past weekend were now asking my advice. Wow. They were asking me to come back. They were asking my opinion about how they clean, made their clean water. Was this good? Was it not? Inviting me back to their homes. And so for me, that was the first time that I'd actually seen not only for it to change a community, but also to change, to change the lives of those who were trained to give them a voice, especially people that did not feel they had a voice before. So that was just that was just exciting to me to be a part of that. Yeah, that's incredible. To see that. That is incredible. Rhonda, do you have an experience that you'd like to share with us about your time in medical training? I haven't been with iTech as long as Trina, but yeah. I do have a couple that, that stand out. When we went to Haiti in 2019, mm -hmm. um, there was a gentleman in our class who was a midwife, or he attended all the babies' babies' births in his community. Sure. And we taught a module called Helping Babies Breathe, and that is um, taught by the American Academy of Pediatrics. And it's the golden minute after a baby's born, you know, um, things that you can do to, to ensure that it is alive and that you can keep it alive. And in some countries, when a baby's born and they're not breathing, they just lay them aside and they mm. don't try to stimulate them, you know, get them to breathe. They really don't know how, I guess. But when we were going through helping babies breathe, this gentleman... It's okay. became very sad. He was thankful for the training, but he realized how many babies he could have saved if he had had it sooner. Mm. He had been attending births for years, and, and now he'll be doing things different. Wow. And more babies will be saved from the training that we're get, we gave him and the training of all the others that were there, but especially him. Yeah, and that's something that he can take and pass on so that mm -hmm. hopefully, you know, 
God willing, won't be as prevalent of an issue. That's really powerful. Medical training. Yeah, we talked about how there's such such a strong connection between your physical needs as a person and your spiritual needs. And to be able to um, give someone the opportunity, the tools that they need to learn these medical skills so that they can in turn help their community and share the gospel. That's, that's big. That's a big stuff. I really, really appreciate you both taking the time to be here with us today. Um, I know you have a lot going on preparing for your next trip. So thank you for being here and thank you for joining us for this episode. If you would like more information about the medical training program here at iTech, you can visit our website. It'll be linked in the show notes. Thank you for joining us today and we'll see you on the next episode of the Mission Minded Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Mission Minded. For more information on today's topic and show notes, please visit our website, itechusa.org. Mission Minded Podcast is produced by iTech. The goal of this podcast is to inspire conversations about Great Commission participation. The views, organizations, and individuals represented, interviewed, and discussed on the podcast do not necessarily represent an official position or formal partnerships with iTech.